Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Hello and welcome everyone to episode number 1414. <laughs> That's right, the big 1-4, which is actually pretty significant for us because we are coming up on our two-year anniversary just a few days away. Yes, December. it'll be tomorrow. Wait. When they listen to this. <laughs> oh, when they listen to it, yeah. <laughs> so two days. Spoiler alert, we record the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. So anyway, so yeah, it's in uh, December 2nd, so it's only two days at this point in time, yes. which is exciting, and it's been yes. an amazing two years. Yes. And not only is it coming up, coming up on our second anniversary, but May 14th is when we started our official courting or dating relationship. Yes. And so, and today's the 14th episode. Yep. How cool is that? Fun, fun. We like numbers. They're fun to us. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I mean. You're better at math, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes. Um, Holy Spirit empowers us to do everything we need to do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'll receive that. And, uh, but yeah, we don't need to be good at math, too. To for God to speak to us through numbers or through whatever ways He wants to, and we're willing to receive like a child. I didn't say I was bad at math. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and amen. I didn't say you were bad at math either. Yeah. Welcome to two years of marriage. <laughs> I mean, we're just splitting hairs anyway. Yes, yes. So who's better at math? It just you know. Yes. Anywho, <laughs> we wanted to talk about love today how fitting we thought it would be fitting and there is definitely one message in particular that's really empowered us and helped us a ton and we're both really thankful that we had been learning from these messages before we got married because they were very helpful yes (laughs) why don't you start because you were you knew more of those messages before i did i think I had heard bits and pieces, but not to the degree you had, so you should probably tell them. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it's kind of interesting that it's taken us this long. I feel like this long to get to this message because this was like one of the big things on our hearts before even starting Love's Fire was sharing on this. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, every, every episode we've just tried to... Do our best to listen to Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I guess this was the timing he wanted it, it seems like. So yes. he he knows what's best. Amen. What? I need water. You can keep talking to our guests. And I should have brought one closer. So this is real life. I'll be right back. Continue. <laughs> First time this has happened. <laughs> she just walked off the set. All right. All right. So anyway... We <laughs> okay, so I first probably the, I mean the best teacher that I know of on this topic of love, and okay, for those that aren't married or aren't married yet or don't plan to be or whatever, uh, this is still applicable. This is not just for marriage, it's for life, right? Uh, God is love, and so, uh, you know, the greatest commandment Jesus said is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And then First John four, 
he says that uh, if we don't love, then we don't know God, which is pretty, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty blunt. It's, uh, but that's how could we truly know love? How could we truly know God who is love and not become that? And so if we, when we truly know God and, and not just our, our uh, understanding of God, not just our own picture, our own idea of God, but who he really is, then we will naturally become like him as his sons and daughters yeah. and live out that love by his spirit and grace. And so, so anyway, before, um, so yeah, I mean, I first heard Dan some time ago, a while ago, and uh, I remember the first message I heard by him. It's called The Normal Christian Life. It's still on YouTube. It's not the best quality, but it's an amazing message. And uh, Or what the normal Christian life should truly look like, I think is the full title. Video quality. Great, yeah. great message quality. Yeah, the video and audio quality is not <laughs> the best. Uh, but uh, yeah, so when I first listened to that, I was, even though I grew up in church, I was blown away. I had, it, it's an hour and a half message and it took me three and a half hours to watch and I took six pages of notes. It took me so long because I kept pausing it and like rewinding, playing it again. I would like, he quotes a lot of scripture without referencing. And so I Googled a lot of the, the scripture he said to find out where I was, looked it up and then, you know, wrote a lot of it down. And I was just blown away. I was like, I can't believe I've gone to church my whole life and never heard the gospel preached this way. Because he, he's not like preaching a new thing. He's just preaching the Bible but in a more clear way in terms of the love of God and walking in that than I'd ever heard before in a practical way as well. And so, um, so yeah, I think that was about maybe eight, eight years ago or so when I heard that. And, and uh, so I'd been listening to him for a while and then, but maybe three or four years ago, I heard a, uh, a series actually, a six-part series called Living to Love 3, uh, and you can find that on YouTube as well. We'll probably have a, a link for it and in the description. And uh, I, so it's, uh, six parts, and I, I basically listened to that over and over again for a month straight. And uh, like that was the main thing I listened to for a month. And just because I didn't, I, I wasn't listening to it. And I hope no one is listening to this or any other message or reading the Word of God to get intellectual knowledge. It's not about that. It's not about, uh, you know, whether you've heard something or not, or whether you can even quote it or even preach it or not. It's whether we've become it. Mm -hmm. And that's when we truly know uh, a scripture or passage when we're not just, uh, you know, any of those, uh, when we're living it and yeah. when we've become that. Yeah. When did that... If you don't mind me asking, I feel like it could be helpful for us. Um, when did you make that switch of like, because I I don't think either of us grew up realizing that we needed to not just read or hear things just for the intellectual knowledge. When did you start realizing that the true like show of knowing it was if you were walking it out? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I don't think I, well... In some sense, I grew up with a, at least a, a vague grasp of that idea from early on. Mm -hmm. 
because like thank god for my parents both of our parents true, we both have, true so i bet we i guess we both had a bit like you know at least an idea of it but right but what, I, what i'm saying is because i heard so many testimonies of what's possible what both from the bible and both from men and women of god today and you know i know you you've heard a lot as well um i always you know like the just knowing the bible for the bible's sake or just intellectual knowledge of it never appealed to me because i was like when i've you know seen or heard of at least what's possible or just a little bit of what's possible like you know what is uh you know uh, that's awesome if we can quote you know thousands of verses from the bible and no front to back but if we're not living it, what is that compared to, you know, preaching the gospel, yeah, healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead, making disciples of all nations, uh, knowing God, hearing God, uh, you know, speaking, you know, prophesying, you know, all, walking in the fullness of the Spirit. So all these things. So I just never thought it was applicable to me when I was young. And then I got a revelation once... Uh, yeah, we talked about this a few episodes ago um, of when I realized, wow, like especially for healing, like, wow, this is for me. And then I started to, you know, expand from there of like this Bible, everything it says is personal. Okay, not literally everything, but <laughs> all the things that apply to us as believers, uh, it's for me and it's for you if you're a believer or can be for you if you're not. You can just believe on Jesus and yeah. make him your Lord and Savior, then it's for you too. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, but I definitely think Dan, in terms of a lot of the practical aspects, yeah. Dan and Todd, sense. Dan Muller and Todd White, definitely had a lot to do with that, I think. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, thank God for Dan and Todd and all those that have gone before and given us examples to imitate and yeah. lives to learn from. Yeah. So, so Dan really taught on love. Yeah. And so, okay, so even though I'd been hearing, that was a bit of a rabbit trail, but even though <laughs> I'd been hearing Dan for years, when I heard this series, um, it just, it was still, it was like, wow, this is amazing. So I just listened to it over and over again. And that's a re real key here is, um, I'm just going to read Joshua 1.8, because this is a, you know, for if I was going to summarize mind renewal, you know, it says in Romans 12, 1, that we're, um, you know, by the mercies of God, may we offer up our bodies as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable, pleasing unto the Lord, for this is our reasonable service or our spiritual worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove the good, the acceptable and perfect will of God. And so we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Um, we're also transformed by knowing him, by beholding him. And uh, from glory to glory. And, uh, and so if I was going to summarize how to renew our minds just in one verse, and we have a whole episode on this. I think it was called Transformed by, uh, or Being Transformed and Walking Free. Forgot which number it was, but mm -hmm. we'll probably have a link for that too. <laughs> Sounds good. So we go into more depth on it there, but you know, with just one verse to summarize it is Joshua one eight, and uh, this is God speaking, saying, "This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And so there's three three things here. There's uh, keeping it in our mouth, speaking the word of God. There's meditating on it day and night. And actually the word for meditate there in the Hebrew has like the connotation of like muttering it, just like continually going over it. And, uh, and then doing it, applying it, that we may observe to do it. And then the result of those things is then... We, this is amazing. It says, then you will make, then you, not God, he, I mean, God's speaking, but he says, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. And so it's, it's all by his grace. Like we can't do it on our own, but we have a responsibility to partner with God in this way. Like he's not, we're not waiting on him to transform us. He's given us his spirit. He's given us grace. He's, you know, shed his blood for us. He, his body was broken for us, and he's given us his word. We have everything we need, yeah. uh, and we can receive it and walk in it by his grace. Yeah. And so, so I was listening to it. So, you know, with this or any other message of the word of God, it's not just about hearing it or, or, or believing it even like an in intellectual sense, or like agreeing with it, um, or even just being able to quote it, but it's about living it. It's about keeping our mind on the word, speaking the word out through relationship, throughout the day in intimacy and in fellowship and applying the word. And, and then we're transformed and we're made prosperous and successful in God's eyes. Yeah. And so, so I was listening to this over and over again. <laughs> and, uh, and it was as I listened to that, that's when I realized this is maybe a year before we um, you know, started uh, talking and uh, I realized, like, wait a second, if I, if I don't, if I feel like I need a wife, like I need to be married to be okay, then I'm not even ready to love my wife. And, uh, and so that's one of the big things that Dan points out from the scriptures is that if we that need and love can't exist in the same place. Like, okay, but <laughs> let me explain that. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 13 to like go in depth on this, and this will probably be a couple episodes because there's so much to go into on this. But if I need my wife to be okay or need to be married to be okay, uh, like emotionally or you're just in my walk with God, like then that's... Uh, that's not what God intended, because He is meant to be our all-sufficient one. Like He's the, He's the one that's uh, meant to be our everything, that we're complete and satisfied and fulfilled in Him, yeah. and He is our shield, our exceedingly great reward, uh, as He told Abraham. And so, do you have something to add to that before we go into First Corinthians? Thirteen. No, disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the the like yes, we we need each other. Like if God's will was for us to be married, then we need each other. 
in the sense of to walk out everything God has called us to walk out. Um, just like we need the body together to walk out everything he's called us to walk out on this earth. So this is not about being a lone ranger. Yeah. This is about loving from a place of being complete in Christ so we can actually love unconditionally. Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, you know, if we have, you know, if, if people owe me something or owe us something, like if I expect my wife to do certain things, and if she doesn't do those, then I'm keeping a scorecard, and, and then I don't love her the same way, yeah. that's a problem. Right, right. That's a love on conditions, and Jesus made a way for us to love unconditionally because that's his love, and now he has given us his love. Yeah, so. by, by his spirit. Right. You know, it says that, in Romans 5, that, uh, you know, the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so by his spirit, by his grace, now we can walk, walk in that same unconditional love that he's called us to, yeah. that he walked out, and that he's called us to as well. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, okay, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Do you have anything to share? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um... You don't have to. No. Just give me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you talk a lot for this one. Okay. Go ahead. We'll get into more examples uh, in a little bit. Yes. <laughs> this is funny. We're just now getting to 1 Corinthians 13 and we're getting towards the end of our time. That's great. But <laughs> like I said, we can take our time with this one because we don't want to rush it. This is so important. Yeah. Like this is the, the foundation of everything. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the most important methods messages uh that have impacted and blessed us yeah and uh both in our walks with god and loving people and in our marriage yeah like this is why like us having this foundation or starting with this foundation not saying that we did or have walked it out perfectly but yeah but with the revelation these truths and growing in it yeah like and believing it's possible yeah to walk in love and believing that just so so much i mean it i don't think we have to convince anyone that love is an important subject <laughs> like you see it in the bible you see it in the world people that are craving love but they can't find it in the world it's not there god is love and then in the bible when it talks about the greatest of all of these is love and just like the whole the whole passage just about like the noisy gong and like all these, you know, all these gifts without love, it, it's not, it doesn't matter. It's nothing without love. And so it's like, I don't think we have to convince you love is important, but I feel like in a lot of ways it's been made like this, like almost like mystical, unattainable thing. And it's, it's, it's been provided through Jesus. And we as believers are the ones to be able to walk this out and show the world what real love is. And who it's it's Jesus, <laughs> it's a person, but he's given us practical ways to walk it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, it says this is how they will. Yes, I just thought of that. Yeah, this is how <laughs> they'll know that we're his, that we love by our love for one another. Yeah, like this is how people are supposed to know that we're believers, that we're Christians, that we're yeah. Christ-like. Yeah, because of our love for one another. Yes. So good. Yeah. So 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, just like you mentioned, though I speak with the tongue, because so, right before this, 
Paul talks about the spiritual gifts uh, and uh, walking in the spirit and the different aspects of that. Yeah. And now he's not contrasting love with the gifts, but he's saying they're meant to work together. And so he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I've become a sounding br brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith so I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Wow. That is amazing. Like in a terrible way. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Think about someone that has the faith to move mountains, yeah. that has all knowledge, you know, all prophecy, walks in prophecy perfectly. Like this is like i mean i've heard dan talk about this like that's keynote speaker for world conference <laughs> right <laughs> like those things if you just list off those things and yet what the paul's saying here and what god is saying through paul he could we could do all that and if we don't have love we are nothing yeah we could be a certain level of blessing to certain people with our gifts but we're we're nothing without love and at, at the end of the day, we won't be that big of a blessing to people either because they'll see the, really the hypocrisy of that kind of power without the love and character of God. Mm. And then it goes on and says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So really, this is like, <laughs> exclamation mark, motive matters <laughs> yeah yeah that we could do all the right things and if it's not from a motive of love then it's nothing yeah as far as we're concerned yeah and so um but the good news is that we don't get to the right motives by constantly examining our motives yeah yeah <laughs> and by constantly judging ourselves and trying to be introspective like that's not how we get there we're going to well, we've already talked about how we get there to some degree, but we're yeah. going to continue yeah. <laughs> to press on and, and talk about it more. Yeah. And, uh, um, okay, we'll just start with, we'll just get to the first two things. Love suffers long, verse four, love suffers long and is kind, or love is patient and is kind, and in different translation. Yeah. And this is amazing, and we'll probably... Need to talk about it some next episode as well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, do you want to give an example of what this looks like sure. in our lives? Yeah. And one thing I really like that I just noticed too is like, obviously God's showing us that it's available to us. Like he wouldn't list off, like it wouldn't, there wouldn't be the list of the other things, like the gifts that have been made available to us. And then the aspect of, but if you're not, but if it's not in love, then it's nothing. So obviously, just as these gifts are available to us, it's also available to us to be able to walk in love. And so, and it's again, like what Thomas was saying is it's not something we're going to try. We have to like try so hard to be. It's believing that God's already made it available for us through his son, Jesus, and his spirit inside of us. And so practically for us, that looks like believing that what the Bible says about love is true about who we are yeah. and that it's not us trying to become it. It's believing that we are. And, um, one way that, so, okay. 
I'm going to give a practical of like how we do it in like normal day life, but also like one example of realizing that you have something, but not it, but if you haven't seen it in your life, like that, that's not, that's, it's not that, I mean, it should be strange, (laughs) but I'll give you an example so you can like see. So basically somebody could have gotten your bank account number and they went and put a large amount of money in your bank but they didn't tell you and you didn't get like a notification about it. So you're, you still have, you have a good amount of money, but you don't know. But if you don't know that it's there, then you're not getting the benefits of it. You're not getting, you know, you're, you could be thinking that you don't have much money because you don't know that it's there. And so it's just like that with the Bible, there could be so many things that are available to us, but if we don't know it, then we're not able to to be spending or, or seeing it seeing the profit of it in our lives and so that is like one thing about love is like god has given us his heart and so it's like let's let's put that to action let's let's spend that <laughs> let's spend that in our life and in our relationships let's use that equity um is that the right word uh let's receive and walk in what he's given us i don't know <laughs> it could be the right word i don't know <laughs> So let's see that and spend that in our lives. I should not try to use these uh, large words without knowing exactly what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I didn't say, I didn't say a practical way. Yeah. Well, I think we're basically out of time anyway. Okay. Maybe next time I'll do that. <laughs> um, but just real quick, not only has it made it available, but He's actually commanded us to do it. And anything commands us to do, Jesus commands us to do. He offers up the grace to walk it out. Yeah. He says in John 15, 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as mm-hmm. I have loved you, yes. which is impossible without God, but with God, all things are possible. Yes. And the amazing thing is, is that he is love and now we're joined to him and we're one spirit with him. And as he is, so are we in this world. Yeah. And so we are love. And so when we go into 1 Corinthians 13 and it describes love, it's one describing God, but it's also describing us. This is who we are already in our spirits. And we get to be renewed to that, receive that grace and walk it out uh, by by his grace, by his spirit. Yeah. So. Amen. And we'll talk about that more next time. (laughs) Yes. In terms of the practical aspects. But hopefully this gave you a good uh intro slash teaser and then we'll go into a lot more of the details yeah and practical applications um in the next episodes yep you ready to pray yes okay do it we thank you jesus for your amazing love and your joy in your in your children in us and in everyone watching we thank you father that you have given us your heart and that even before we get to go into the practicals father that you're already moving on the hearts of everyone listening already giving your own personal um, applications for them god because they are your children and they know your voice so we thank you father that you're helping all of us walk out love in a way that brings you glory that shows the world the love that you have for each one of us so we just thank you jesus for what you've imparted into us and what you've imparted into those listening and that you'll continue to grow us up, all of us up into your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good. Well, we love you guys. Love y'all. Be blessed, be healed, be whole, be free, whatever is needed. We bless you with the Father's blessing in Jesus' name. 
Amen. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.